0: You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Tuesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at wns underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of whole9sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Today, we'll spend the first segment on the whiteboard breaking down two Emory Jones plays. Then we'll break down two Anthony Richardson plays, and we'll wrap up by breaking down the differences between the two quarterbacks and where the Gators go from here. Because Lord knows, honestly, at this point, before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow up on Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to subscribe to Locked On Gators on YouTube, because again, we're working on some videos. Sorry, lighting's bad today. I'm <laughs> out. No, I tried fixing it as much as I could, waiting for new equipment to come in. But on the bright side, two seconds today, it'll be whiteboard, so you'll barely even see me. So fun stuff. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Lockdown Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Lockdown's ultimate season preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason LaCanfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts because you're already late. Like, you've already missed a ton of content. Now it's time time to catch up. It's as simple as that. And starting off, we're just going to keep in mind here, um, I'm working on two plays for each quarterback. And a big thing for it is that I don't have the all-22 yet, so I can't break down, like, really in-depth passing plays. But either way... This offense is pretty vanilla at this point. So there's not much to break down, but we're going to make, th- we're going to make do with what we can, you know? Um, so yeah, it's two plays for each quarterback. First one I'm going to pull up right now. This first play, it's pretty simple. It's bunch on the right side here. And this one is about, I believe it was with three minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, You've got Emory Jones is our quarterback here. Malik Davis is next him. that S over there is Trent Whitmore. And, This play is pretty simple, but it's also a a good read by Emery Jones, which is why I chose this play. It's an RPO with a bubble screen, which is a pretty simple concept in itself, but pretty much you got Emery Jones reading this end right there. He has running back right here. You know, Malik Davis just goes up there, and it's his own read. So Emery Jones has to judge on the bubble. (laughs) Emery Jones has to throw as a judge on that and on that end defender there. And he's got to either hand it off, keep it himself, or he can throw it to the slot. And I know here, it looks like we've got numbers because we've got wide receivers blocking each of those defensive backs. You've got this wide receiver there. That's just a decoy route at this point. He's just blocking what he can. Um, And Emery hands this ball off at the first look. It could be, Hey, you know, he should throw that little bubble. But when you watch the play itself, yes, the DN stands out, which means QB hand it off. But, What's not so simple about that is, of course, Emory's looking at this right side of the field, so he sees what's going on here. He's not just seeing that end; he's seeing everything in this line of sight. So then you see this safety scream down at Trent Whitmore. So Emery Jones makes the handoff. It's first and ten, and it's a gain of seven. So it's it's a very good read, very good play, sound read, solid play. And it, it's one of those things where it was probably one of Emory's best reads of the game. Uh, I think his next one personally was better on the next play that we break down, but uh, it it was one of the few bright spots because of course this offense struggled mightily just, just, just so, so mightily. Um, And that was one of the few bright spots that we saw there. And, you know, I mean, for me, at least it was one of the things where it's like, yeah, that's a good play from Emory. That's, that's a solid play. And that's what you would expect to see in an offense. That's this, that's this vanilla, but at the same time, we expect to see this concept throughout the whole season for our Gators. Like It's a simple concept. It's a simple play call, simple play design, but it's effective. Of course, you can see here, this is not the first time. It wasn't the last time that we ran this concept, but Malik Davis picked up seven yards on the run. So it, it, it's a positive play there. So I have no qualms with it whatsoever. I think it was a great read by Emory, and he really just he, – he made the most out of – this next play that we're looking at is, again, Emory in the backfield. Malik Davis on the other side. You've got tight end, two receivers on the right side, and a receiver on the left side. This one, no RPO, no play action, no rollout. This is a simple drop back. And, I mean, I like how it worked out, because you're looking at Emory Jones as our quarterback here. you got the running back goes on a swing. You've got this receiver on the left side runs a skinny post. You've got the tight end immediately goes to the flat. This receiver runs a curl, this receiver runs right here. And again, this is one of those things where it's Emery made a, a pretty good read right off the bat because, I mean, running back is open over here. Running running back's open, but he's got a defender coming down. But he can get a completion, get a short gain. It's I, it's it's a good play here. I'll, I'll tell you why, because this you got this nickel defender comes sprinting in on a nickel blitz, and then you hit Emery right there emery throws the little curl immediately or curl hitch whatever you want to call it he just receiver stops there emery hits him for a gain of about 12 and a first down and it was a great read because of that nickel running in if if emery doesn't recognize that and identify that immediately and throw that slant or throw that little hitch route immediately this could be a quick sack a busted play it could be so many things but emery made a quick read and that was one of the uh the the veteran decisions i guess this on the left it was a skinny post or a go the ball was out so quick it's a little difficult to tell but um yeah and i mean sure he could have hit the curl because the curl here was also open if he just threw it underneath the flat was open pretty much too but emery had to make a quick read with that nickel blitz and he saw i can get more yards and i have an open space right here so it was a great read there again he could have hit the swing There's. It wasn't great coverage by you. Know, I'll say that it wasn't great coverage. It wasn't great design. I don't know what went wrong, but it, it wasn't effective. Um, Amory had four options realistically that he could have hit quickly with that swing. And then all this on the right side, but he made the right decision by hitting that little hitch over the middle of the field to pick up 12 yards and give the Gators a first down. It was, I think a much better read than the RPO read that we saw before. And I mean, it, it's a take what you can get kind of thing at that point. Those are the two Emory plays that I wanted to break down. And I wanted to break them down specifically because it showed quick processing uh, because those were kind of the only two times really that Emory showed good processing on the night or two of the only times where he showed good processing on the night because he had a very rough day as a passer, pretty good as a runner, but very rough day as a passer and really just shot us in the foot repeatedly. He threw two interceptions. Uh, I'll get more into that in the third segment but uh yeah they they weren't great but those two plays were about as sound (laughs) as as we can get at this point especially with how vanilla the offense was we weren't really seeing a ton of crazy things happening um at least schematically of course execution wise later on in the game some crazy things happened but that was about as good as we can get and again i liked showing those two particularly because the first one's the read option or the rpo which uh That's something that's going to be a staple of this offense. So showing that you can execute that is big and it's a lot harder than it looks. And then the second play was him just standard drop back. He also had a play under center. I was just like, okay. I was like, we're seeing some things that we didn't really see a ton of last year. And that we definitely didn't see from Emory Jones last year, but locked on Gators is now on YouTube and you'll eventually see that I'm, I'm I'm going over, over here. Like I'm dying right now. (laughs) Not the article clothing sweater, of course, but yeah. Sweat like a mother father. It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, a few weeks ago when I was in Miami, I was dying. I went to play basketball the other day and I was just, I looked disgusting. It, it was bad. Like sweat through the shirt bad. And it was so clear. And I was I was like that before I even showed up to the park. So it was pretty rough. Um, and luckily though, I get to use sweat block antiperspirant wipes now. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime go to bed and then the next morning you wake up and go about your day without worrying about sweating. And I know it sounds too good to be true because it's a pretty guaranteed product. And I mean, come on, we doubt when people say guaranteed, but just trust me, use promo code locked on to get 20% off at sweatblock.com or get it at Amazon or CVS. Need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, NIL, any money, Visit rockauto.com right now for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And I know up here we had Big Storm. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it, but it's Ida. Um, She came through last week and demolished a lot of things. Luckily, my car is safe, but a lot of people are going to need car parts, a whole bunch of new stuff. And it's at least an easy process using rockauto.com. It's very smooth very smooth unlike my speech today whether it's brake pads taillights or you just want to add hydraulics go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck whether it's for your classic or a daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks to deliver directly to your door right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know exactly who sent you now looking at anthony richardson plays um it's gonna be gonna be a little bit different um the first one that we're going to look at is a fourth and four play which just by saying that you might know what it is uh the next one similar uh similar layout different execution big play um that might also might also show you what we're talking about so i'm going to pull up this first one right now okay so again now i told you this is what we're looking at it's fourth and four here this is offense defense that's how they're laid out You've got a bubble right here from the three. The four, you've got a skinny post, or just a normal post, whatever you want to call it, but it, it's a post there. And then you've got right here, you've got Jamarcus Weston running that, and you've got Hendo running that little post there to clear out the defense. Uh, you've got a play fake coming through here, and that, that's that's our initial look here. Uh, Fourth and four, it's, it's a creative design. It's it's definitely something that's... Uh, Something that we don't that we haven't seen before, so that's a fun one. Where it's like it was a vanilla day for the offense for the most part, but here we saw something that we didn't really see before, and the, the concepts look kind of look kind of crazy there. <laughs> I, I get that, um, but yeah, we've got that little play fake there, and it, defense comes in a little bit on it. But what really happens is Anthony Richardson throws it all the way out here to Jamarcus Weston for I believe it was a thirty six yard gain. On that chair out, he was wide open. The post cleared things up tremendously because of course you look, this inner post clears out that safety. He's completely out of the play because he ran across the field. So completely out of the play at that point, someone's got to account for the bubble. Then you've got the chair and the post and defense just gets communi- just gets a little confused there. Miscommunication. And that's what we're looking to cause with this offense. Like that's what we should be trying to do. Cause miscommunications, force miscommunications, and then get big plays off of that. That's a big part of this offense, especially with dual threat quarterbacks. If we can clear things up, make the defense cheat up, and then challenge them over the top, we're going to kill it. I will also say that post looked pretty open to me. Uh, Just watching the film, that post looked like it was open. So we had another big play there, and it it was just demolished the defense. They had no idea what to do because, again, if, if I'm playing defense here and I see this concept, I'm lost. Like it's just like all right, deuces. Like you're gone. So that that's what we're looking at here. And it was a fantastic execution. That's what I love. It was fantastic. Did my like design schematically it was just great. And it was fantastic execution. This play was on, and it was Anthony Richardson's easily best throw of the night. But I will still say it could have been better for a little bit of a bigger game, maybe getting them into the end zone. But that that's what we got. And it was a big play on fourth and four. Huge gain. And I'll say it was kind of demoralizing for FAU. And that, that was one thing that I loved about it. Okay, now this one looks looks pretty similar. Uh, schematic, or just formation-wise at first, it looks pretty similar here. And it's a very different play, <laughs> but also a big gain for us. And a lot of you, maybe, just by the way I'm speaking about, I can tell which play is coming, maybe by looking at who's lined up where, you can tell which play is coming because specifically how the defense is lined up to match the offense um it's a beauty um and I wanted to pull this one up because one it was a huge play for us also and two it was it's one of my favorite concepts that you're going to see especially running the ball like I'm a big supporter of the option offense and just getting the ball out getting the ball to anybody you can in so many creative ways and that that's what we've got going on here like this is as option as it gets. It's as fun as it gets. You see this a lot with Iowa State. You see the slot running a bubble. you got block, block, of course, because why not? Uh, then you've got this little read option here. So we're reading the end, and he makes a poor decision, and Anthony Richardson takes the ball. And then what happens? is tight end has nothing shown right now because this is one of my favorite concepts. Again, it is a zone-read split. And what that means When you, if you play Madden, like you know what inside zone split is. That's something that we see all the time and very rarely call it because it just doesn't work the way that it should. So that's how that is. But if you know what a zone read split is or zone split in any way, tight end comes across the formation. So now we've got Anthony Richardson with the ball. Tight end coming across the formation. It's Kamara Gamble. So Gamble has to block one dude right there. That's who he has to block, and he he blocks it like like he he slows him down and stops him enough but it still wasn't a good block but he did his job well enough where anthony richardson got to just go 73 yards up the sideline and it was beautiful because again like i i love zone read split and this is one of the smoothest executions i've seen from the gators do it Uh, again i mentioned iowa state does it very well. They have Charlie Colder come across the formation. Brees Hall is the running back going across and then Brock Purdy takes it. And it, it's just a beautiful thing. I, again, like Iowa States where I first saw it, Iowa States where, or where I first noticed it and where I fell in love with it. And it's, it, it's awesome. And I'm glad to see the Gators doing it because it's a very underrated way to get that zone, op- get to get that option offense running. Sorry. I just can't speak tonight. I guess um, it's a very smooth way to get that option offense running. Because you're playing numbers game at this point. Like If they're lining up here, which is showing that they're probably in man, because that's an an edge rusher. That's not like a corner that's just coming into the formation. So they're showing that they're probably in man. So you run that little read option, and you've got people isolated this way. And tight end runs across. He does his job. Anthony Richardson just has to outrun that end, which is very easy for him. We saw he's very fast. (laughs) So Kimori Gamble makes that block, and Anthony Richardson takes it to the house. So that's why I wanted to bring up those two plays for Anthony Richardson because they're both big plays. And I realized that it might be a little unfair to show uh, two big plays for Anthony Richardson and none for Emory Jones. But frankly, Emory didn't really have huge plays there. Anthony Richardson did. And one of them was just beautifully executed again. Like I've said, like I I love the zone read split. So I love seeing that work and seeing that happen. And I like look at myself in this and I'm like, oh, God, I, I hate my lighting today. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully tomorrow or the day after I'll have my new set in and I'll be able to get more consistent lighting, but this is where we're rolling with today. Just hopefully the podcast version is what most people are listening to, but of course they've got to watch it to see the drawings. That's fun stuff. Week one is over and I hope y'all made some money. I know I didn't because I stupidly bet on Florida covering. The team's hitting the over and Florida hitting their team over, but hey, I won some money with the over-under for longest touchdown scored and consecutive scores by one team. Thanks, Florida. Bet online is how I did it. It's how I've done it for years. It's how I will continue to do it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Now, oh, almost, almost muscle memory it. On your first deposit, online, your online sportsbook extras. Make sure to use promo code LOCKDOWN for your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And make some money out here because, I mean, hopefully Florida won't screw you over this time. And now we're going to break down the quarterback battle a little bit. Uh, I don't want to get too... Um, decisive about it I guess because I know a lot of people this week with all quarterbacks across all of college football we're like oh this guy sucks this guy's amazing he's going to be whatever 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 um let's not overreact a little bit uh obviously I've been team Emory Jones for the whole offseason since I've taken over pretty much I've been very excited for Emory Jones um obviously Anthony Richardson outperformed Emory Jones that that's just that like you you can't debate that that's just fact. But both were pretty pretty pedestrian passers. Um, I I get the excitement of Anthony Richardson with those with the runs that he made, working with his legs, the uh, the hurdle, all stuff like that. Fantastic, exciting stuff. However, <laughs> like, it, it's still not great football there because while he could run the ball exceptionally he struggled as a passer as well. And I get the people that are like, oh, like, but he didn't really get the chance to throw the ball. He had a few and what we saw was not effective. And I mean, I know that I'll, I'll get to my next point in a little while. Uh, Anthony Richardson was of course, more consistent than the two. And I think where we're at um, the most difficult spot for coach Mullen and the rest of his Gators staff to make this decision is that they Differences, or the issues are pretty different. Um, they are two, both of them have big issues, but they're different issues because Emery Jones, his main issue was his decision-making. Um, again, I spoke about it yesterday. I could speak about it again right now. I didn't break it down because I couldn't get a great angle of it. And we've seen it a hundred times. So I was like, ah, eh, why break down something they've already seen a million times. But his decision-making is specifically on the high-low read on the left side of the field. He threw a pick in the end zone trying to hit the high read when he should have gone for the low read. So there was the decision-making was a big issue for Emery Jones there. And it was the most questionable thing. I know that I pointed out two plays that praised his decision-making because they were two of the only plays that praised his decision-making that that I could have made. And I wanted to point out, he wasn't um, useless as a decision-maker because I knew in this point, I'd be talking about his decision-making. So I wanted to show he wasn't completely useless, but it was his biggest issue and where he was most inconsistent Throughout the game, but again, not completely useless. He he made plays where he could. He had some great plays where he scrambled and picked up extra yardage, hidden yardage. So he made great plays there. But as a passer, decision making, bit of an issue for him. And uh it, it was disappointing to see from someone who we kind of going into this, we we're like, Yeah, he hasn't had a ton of game experience, but he's still our veteran quarterback. He's been in the system, he's been doing this, he's been working with Dan Mullen. But I mean, he, he just didn't live up to expectations in his first start. But again, it was his first start, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill the kid for it. Anthony Richardson's big issue was his inability to throw an accurate football consistently. Because yes, he had that beauty to Jamarcus Weston for 36 yards. That was great, but again, could have been closer. Um, could could have been better. Could have been a better ball. And for those saying that uh, Copeland or shorter would have run under it for, I believe it was Nicholas in the YouTube comments saying that better receivers could have run under it. I believe that even further proves my point of saying that it was an inaccurate ball and it was overthrown because it shouldn't have to be, oh, better guys could have chased it down. It should be, you know how fast the receivers are on the field and you could put the ball in in a spot for them to be successful. If you put a ball in a spot where it's like, oh, we need better receivers that can chase that down it's a bad ball. Part of being a quarterback is knowing how fast your guys are and getting the ball to them in a timely manner and executing there. So yeah, I I stand by my point that I think it was a bad ball. It was overthrown. And that was his biggest issue was that he did that a few times, even on the last drive. So I have, I have a few issues with that. I think it was questionable um, accuracy, not decision-making, but it was rough. And I I don't know who Dan Mullen is going to roll with long-term I'm fairly confident this week we're going to see both quarterbacks play a pretty similar amount of time in and in a pretty similar uh, amount of snaps and let them open up the playbook a little bit more just to see who's going to be your leader, who can get things rocking for this offense. I don't care who it is that starts. Like I, I understand that I've been very openly pro-Emery. I haven't been anti-Anthony. I've been pro-Emery. I think that's an important distinguishment because I know that there are some people that are like, ah, no, no Emery, go Anthony, no Anthony, go Emery. Just, I, I, I trust both, but I was I was trusting Emery more before, but I don't care who starts. I want whoever to start, whoever's going to win games for us, whoever's going to lead this team to victory more often, that's who should be the starting quarterback for the Florida Gators. So that's why I'm not super upset either way. I'm invested, obviously, but I'm not going to be upset as long as the right decision is made. Week one, it wasn't, but it was corrected, or not even corrected. It was saved by playing lesser competition. The same thing could happen this week, but... we've got got to clean it up because we've got this week, South Florida. Next week is Alabama. Like We've got to clean things up. We've got to get a pass attack going because if you watch the Miami game, Alabama was running out there like animals demolishing Miami. And I'm not saying that we're Miami because I've been saying Miami being one spot below us in the rankings was disgusting and disrespectful. They're not a good football team. It's like LSU. They're not a good team. But hey, I mean... Bama's just killing people. Look at Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, all team, and Oklahoma. Like All teams ranked above us. All teams played poorly. At this point, Bama's the only team that had a great week one, which is worrisome. Um, that, that is very worrisome. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll tie up any loose ends, loose ends with Florida Atlantic, and we'll start looking towards the South Florida game. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with whole9sports.com. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by Vinny Ayer, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And don't worry, this is... My second to last time doing this. I've got one more fantasy draft tomorrow, and I promise I'm going to keep bringing this up as long as I've got fantasy drafts. I'm going to try to not screw them over. I'm going to listen to Vinny's suggestions. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets, where, honestly, wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by betonline.he. Don't miss out. Seriously, make yourself some money.